Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. So now, how has your product development and selection process changed over the years as la the landscape of Amazon has changed to be more competitive? Do you change, have you changed the way that you select products now? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, something to, to take note of, which was interesting. So back then, I'd come up with, or I'd learned how to do product or uh, parent-child relationships. And back then it was like literally days worth of work because the, the flat files would like error and there, it was like horrid, but it was like, it was like nails on a chalkboard to learn how to like troubleshoot those. But I finally figured it out and thank goodness because, um, you know, so many people don't utilize the parent-child uh, relationship, but it's, you have to look at it as like cross, uh, um, marketing, you know, you, uh, cross promotion, you're, if you're selling, you know, a red t-shirt that has a slogan on it, well, somebody might want a black one or a green, you know what I mean? Like, and that's true for so many different products. That's super under, uh, underutilized. Not mm -hmm. only that, but people also don't sell packs. Like in the same listing, a lot of our listings, we have packs, one pack, two pack, three pack, multi packs. Pack, yes. Pack. Um, and then we have the biggest, like uh, the biggest pack is usually, um, our case pack. So like whatever we're getting from a manufacturer, you know, if you can fit 50 in a box, that's what's a case pack. That's our biggest uh, selection. So that, um, you know, if we get an order, we literally just have to slap a label on the, the, the case pack and send it out. It's, it's awesome. And that not only that, but the profit margins huge because you're only paying fees on the, you know, on that one sale rather than, you know, hundreds or, or, you know, 20 or whatever. And do you merchant fulfill like the case packs and stuff then? Oh, uh, it depends. Some of the, some of the case packs we do send to Amazon and believe it or not, like people are so afraid of the oversized stuff, but there's some huge opportunities in, in oversize. Um, especially if it's a high dollar, um, you know, if it's like multiple hundreds of dollars, which us, our big case packs are, then, you know, you're talking, like 50% margins a lot of times because you're cutting out all those fees and you can market, you know, because your PVC, um, your ACOS actually going to be lower on a higher cost product and you could put more money behind it because you're making so much per sale. Um, right. you know, a lot of people don't think about that. And it's, a, I'm guessing a lot easier for prep and everything because you're just sending a whole case in right. and you yeah, know, you're absolutely. kind of done with that. You're selling it as a whole case. Yep. And so you do, do you do um, business pricing on your multi-packs and stuff yeah, like that? Yep. Pretty much my entire catalog has business pricing. We luckily, so the, the great thing about starting in, in 2012, 2013 is, um, you know, you know, we got to that, uh, that, that, you know, seven figure level pretty early. So luckily like we get invites to like betas and things like that. Um, so we got invited to like the business program, like as soon as it was out, um, you know, same thing with like the video, um, stuff like PPC stuff, we, we get invited to all that stuff. So we're super lucky in that sense. Very grateful that we, we have, uh, like if, if I ever get an email from Amazon that says, Hey, there's a beta, I like immediately click and sign up because a lot of times they'll close it. So that's another tip for you guys. If you guys ever get a invite to a beta on Amazon, that's going to help your business, which they usually do. There's, it's usually something new that they're testing and they give you more, you know, it was that like they're going to charge for later. Right. right. <laughs> or like, like coupons, you know, like coupons, they, they launched, uh, we got an early invite to that and, uh, we got a, a nice, you know, big kick from that. Um, you know, so that was, that was something that, uh, you know, that we were involved in. So we just jump on anything we're offered, even if it's, if it's not something we end up using, we get into it right away just cause you never know. Um, you know, how it's going to help your business. 
And on those case packs and multi-packs, is that another way that you utilize parent, child, or variation listings? So you have a one pack, a two pack, a five yep. pack, or you can buy a case. Yep, absolutely. So, and, and so few people do that. And it's crazy to me because um, not only, you know, not only are you giving your, your like I said, people more selection, uh, but you're also, you know, you got SEO now for, for you know, multiple different products. You got, um, you know, you, you can, you can, you can frame those listings uh, differently in order to, to attract different people. So uh, there's lots of opportunities with parent-child variations. So let's talk about your biggest challenges though. I mean, <laughs> when I was first starting with the FBA side of things and trying to scale my business, there were so many frustrations. A lot of the same frustrations that you mentioned, like bad buys, um, just just figuring out listings, all of those things. And I can say that there were many days when I'm like, why am I doing this? This is a lot of work, you know? And, and I know you guys scaled the seven figures pretty quickly. So you immediately saw the payoff of that work and that maybe helped you. But what were some of the challenges besides, you know, picking the wrong products and, and, you know, all of, all of that on that side of things that kind of, got you to ask those tough questions like do i really want to keep doing this oh there's lots of those i mean what like i said one of the biggest was that that q4 incident i mean that was devastating for us um you know once again it was kind of like the app business where we had you know a great flow of money coming in and then all of a sudden it, it goes to, to very little um so that's definitely something that uh, was a huge struggle um I'll, I'll kind of give you some some of the main struggles and things that i that if I would have done differently, it would have made a huge difference in my business. One is the one of the easiest ones that I should have done. And, and it literally took me years. I think I hired my first VA like two years ago or a year and a half, like, like not that long ago. And in the amount of business that I was doing, I mean, I was doing the customer service. I was doing the, you know, PBC, I was doing the, which is great because I know the Amazon business in and out. That's why if you ask me a question about Amazon, I probably know the answer. Um, I did everything. Um, and you know, back then I didn't really even know what a process was, you know, I mean, that, that's, uh, that's something that, you know, was just not, not in my mindset. I wasn't, didn't have a business background, which a lot of you guys probably don't. So I just, it just didn't occur to me. Um, that's huge. If I would have, you know, at least gotten a VA on board to do all the monotonous, you know, review, uh, review, uh, re review, removal, um, hijack, you know, check for hijackers, um, you know, all these kind of like monotonous tasks that like, you know, you should be passing off to somebody else. And I know this, I know back then for me, it was like a really scary thing. Like, Oh, I'm bringing on this person with extra money. I didn't really know about the Philippines back then. You know, I was, I, I thought Upwork was the only thing around and, and Upwork I didn't have great experience with and things like that. But today um, with so many different resources, like online jobs with free up with like all these resources. Now, if you guys are making, uh, you know, even, I don't know, I, I, I would guess like, you know, three to $5,000 net per month uh, in that realm, you should absolutely be hiring somebody to help you with that business. Cause what you should be concentrating on is running the business. And then, you know, when, when you're talking about a software business, then you're talking about, you know, being the, the visionary, but I see that same kind of process and way of thinking for Amazon. If you're the visionary, you know, uh, coming up with new products, um, you know, figuring out how to, um, you know, how to, uh, 
how to brand, you know, how to, how to, uh, portray your brand. Um, you know, just how to more grow like, your brand outside of Amazon, brand. which exactly. is important like, today. Yeah, like yep. sourcing new products, uh, new product ideas, you know, all those kind of higher level things that is really, really hard to pass off to somebody else who doesn't really know your business. Um, I so, love that tip, Andy, uh, or I love that you really, that that was one of the mistakes that you kind of regret not doing earlier. Uh, I teach a class on um, strategic growth for business. And one of the things that we remind people of is if you are thinking that you need to hire an employee that maybe like down the road in a month that you might like to hire an employee to help you with some of these things, you're probably already too late. You're already feeling the effects of that in your business. So you may not have been keeping up with your customer uh, responses as well as you could have. You may not have been keeping up with inventory management, you know, those kind of things uh, as well as you could have. And before you know it, you're backpedaling and going, oh my gosh, you know, now I got to write processes for all this because I've been working too deeply in my business. So uh, I love that. And, and like you mentioned, Andy, there's no reason to make an excuse there when you can literally hire a college educated, English speaking, uh, virtual assistant at as low as $5 per hour for just a few hours per week even. Um, so I think people get overwhelmed because they think, oh, I, I don't know what I would give them for 40 hours. You can yep. just hire them for a few hours per week. That's okay too. Yeah. And so processes. Yeah. And processes, the word processes, especially when I started, you know, trying to, to, to learn more about it is, you know, it's, it's this word that just seems overwhelming, but literally all it is, is to fire up loom, which you, if you guys don't know is, is a screen recording app and literally talk through what you're doing. Like if you're, if you're, um, you know, uh, removing seller reviews that aren't, you know, supposed to be there, uh, you know, go through and be like, yeah, so, you know, click this on the screen, filter it to this, go to the bottom of the screen, click here, repeat, wash, repeat, you know, like, and then you pass that video off to your VA and you tell them, Hey, write this process down, <laughs> watch the video, write it down and then follow it. Um, that's as easy as it can be. And it, and it, and it sounds super overwhelming. And you're like, Oh, like, like Amy said, it, 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 I felt like, where do I start? What do I do? I mean, really, that's all you do and, and start small. Like, like I said, even if you're just offloading a couple of monotonous tasks, even if you're, you know, cheating and not putting that time to good use, whether it's like, you know, coming up with new ideas or sourcing or whatever, take some free time for yourself. I mean, if, if you're not going to work, then, you know, if, it's, if these processes are stressing you out, it, it might be worth that, you know, little bit of extra money to, to go and, you know, sit, sit with your spouse or spend time with your kids or, you know, whatever, like, just think of that, uh, think of it in that context. And then it, you'll kind of change your mindset on, on, you know, why you should be outsourcing that work. Awesome. And you know, what is your goal for you've, you've, you have come a long way, you know, you've been doing this since 2013, right? Um, and not to mention, you also have an amazing software for Amazon sellers. I use it every single day, <laughs> um, you know, and, you know, called seller SEO and your heart is in this, um, your mind is in this and you're really good at what you do. And, uh, we appreciate you sharing. What is your goal for Q4 for your business and your business says? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so that's one of the big things that um, you know I've shared with you before is you know I I, I feel like I have uh, tons of great ideas. I feel like I'm really good at seeing what's next. Um, 
you know, that's what I'm really strong with um, in lots of different uh, aspects. But I'm, uh, you know, the, the perpetual entre entrepreneur where, you know, I totally see the next thing and I'm like, I want to work on that. And I don't stay focused. So like I was telling you, you know, I, we of course still run the Amazon business. It's still a seven figure business. It's kind of like, I kind of feel like giving it up would be silly because it's, you know, kind of got it dialed in. Um, and plus I like to dog food. If you guys don't know what that terminology means, it means to like, you know, use your product and, and be, uh, you know, get, have the same struggles that your clients do in order to, to, uh, you know, uh, Help optimize them. your product. Yeah. So, you know, so that's why, I, you know, so we're still selling on Amazon. We've got a, a couple of really cool, uh, products in the works. One is, uh, one that actually we just came up with, um, my wife and my brother-in-law just sitting around. We're like, Oh, this, th there's this huge, um, you know, uh, technology that's missing, um, you know, for, for, uh, this niche and we researched it, you know, did some Google patent searches, did some Google searches, nothing like it out there. So we're like, Oh my God, this is going to be huge. So right now we're just kind of in the process of researching it. Um, you know, checking, doing some patent searches, things like that. And then we're going to start production on it. The cool thing is, is we're taking an existing product that already works and just modifying it. So it'll be really easy to pass to somebody and be like, Hey, make this, make these changes. It's going to be used for this, not this done. Um, so that's going to be uh, pretty exciting. Are um, you, do you feel like you're pivoting from, you know, more kind of, you know, before you were doing a lot of me too products, do you feel like you're pivoting now into more unique products, more focused products and kind of yes. clearing out some of the old mud? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, we started with commoditized products um, and we still do a lot of that. Um, but um, where I see the future, especially on, on Amazon is it's going to be harder and harder to compete. If you're, if you're selling commodity products, it's going to be harder and harder to compete if you're a small seller, just because these big brands are now coming in with PPC. They're coming in hiring people like Amy and I to like, you know, do their SEO, do their PPC. Um, you know, and when you have somebody who has years and years of experience doing those things, when you're up against that, it's really, really going to be really hard to succeed. And it's going to, going to continue to get worse. That being said, I still think there's a huge opportunity and you guys just by being here, listening to this podcast or being live or, or interacting with us are already ahead of the game. There's so many people that, you know, think they can just jump in, make a quick buck and it's easy and you know, all that kind of stuff. It's not at all. You guys have to be in it for the long run. You have to be willing to put in the work. Um, you know, like I, like I mentioned earlier, I pretty much worked my entire life two jobs. I mean, as a, you know, when I was an air traffic controller, I'd get off of work, I'd go home, I'd either do some coding or I'd, uh, you know, watch some Tony Robbins or, you know, whatever I would, I would always be doing something to push my passion, which is what I really wanted to do forward. Um, and I'm not saying you guys need to work yourself to death, but if you're, especially if you're young and you don't have kids or anything like that, now's the time. Like, I wish I would have done more when I was younger, even though I did a ton. Uh, but there's more resources now than when I was younger. So you guys have all the tools and knowledge now that you guys can really, um, you know, make some huge impact on Amazon. If I was in college right now, honestly, I would quit and I would just watch seller university, listen to all the Amazon podcast. I would like, that's what I would do because your ROI is going to be way, way better than any college course that you can take. Um, not to mention, you know, you won't have the massive, like, I think my student loans were like 50,000 bucks when I left. Uh, it was <laughs> massive. Uh, luckily when we, when I had that app business, my wife and I were smart enough to just clear the table with every debt that we, we had. So Yes. So your strongest traits, 
We kind of talked about your weaknesses that, you know, you love to jump on new things and you and I both have squirrel syndrome big time. So <laughs> it makes us good and bad business partners. Right. But, yep. but, um, you know, what would you say are your strongest tra- traits? Well, I'm going to touch some more on weaknesses real quick too, because I think it's good to know your weaknesses. Um, you know, so, so some other big weaknesses I have is I'm a, a kind of like a, a pleaser and non-confrontational. So I have a really hard time interacting with employees and being like, no, this sucks. Redo it. You know, like uh, that's something really, really hard for me to do. Uh, so that's something that I'm, I'm trying to get better at, even though it's still a struggle for me today. Um, uh, some other things I would say uh, weakness wise, uh, you know, like I said, lack of focus. Um, and then just like, I, I'm really lazy, which Amy will probably agree to this when it comes to, <laughs> I'm not lazy on many things, but I am very lazy. Like when it comes to like, when she's like, Oh, Hey, I need that process for PVC. Like writing processes to me is like, like horrid. Like it, it takes a lot for me to be like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sit down. And once I start doing it, it's just, uh, that's my personality. Then I'm fine. But like getting myself to start doing I think something. That's that I, the only reason he partnered with me, you guys. <laughs> Because I love the, writing processes. That's one of the main ones is because <laughs> you give me, you make me have some accountability uh, for sure. And you're also great at writing processes. So to me, it's, it's a great, you know, when you find a partner that compliments uh, each other, I think that's yeah. great. That's a, that's a, that's a winner. Um, which Amy, you know, I was talking to uh, my sister-in-law's dad earlier today and uh, he was like, that partner you, you have sounds awesome. <laughs> like, cause, cause you know, I was, yeah. yeah. Cause we, we were talking about, you know, complimenting uh partners and how it's important to pick the right partner and things like that so um he bought off on you by the way you got the green light so that's good um <laughs> that's good yeah but um so that you know weakness wise uh, th- those are some i of course have way many or a lot more um but i think it, it's really important to know what your weaknesses are number one either you study and get better at them or at least recognize them and hire out to somebody else who is going to pick up where you you know where your weaknesses are um, strongest traits. Uh, I, I kind of mentioned this before. I think one of the, one of my strongest, uh, traits is, um, or a few of them would be like, uh, you know, seeing what's next. I, I'm, I'm pretty good at like, you know, like, like I was one of the super early on had Bitcoin, you know, I was too stupid to keep them for a long term, but I had tons of Bitcoin. I had miners. I had, you know, all that set up early on. Like I'm really, really good at seeing, uh, trends, uh, especially in technology, kind of where things are going, where they might go. Um, you know, I'm not right. Always, you are. <laughs> you're really good at seeing those holes and things. And you yeah. know, you're, you're posting things like, Hey, look at this market basket analysis. You guys check this out on, you know, you're, yeah. you're always checking those things out. You're a tinkerer. Uh, yeah, so I, turn a lot I of love dials. that about you. Yeah. I turn a lot of <laughs> dials. I'm always messing with stuff. I've tried pretty much like every software tool there is known to man because I'm always <laughs> looking for that little bit of edge. Um, you know, when it, or, when it comes to marketing or Amazon or anything, um, so, you know, pretty good with that. Um, I also think that, um, you know, some of the other, uh, something else I'm really good at is, uh, you know, seeing a, a problem, especially like on the software side of things is, and this is the stuff I really enjoy is being like, okay, I've got all this data, but it doesn't mean anything until you put it together and mash the numbers together and then spit out something that's useful. Um, right. you know, I think that's another thing that I'm really good with is, is finding a, a, a problem that can be automated or that can, you know, that, that where you can combine, gather and combine data and, uh, you know, come up with a solution that's much better than anything you can do on your own. Um, and speaking of solutions, you know, we only have a few minutes left on this interview and I want to squeeze all the juicy ninja tricks 
and tools because you guys, Andy gives me new tools every day and I can't even keep up, but they're so good, the ones that he gives me. So tell me essential tools for your Amazon business. Okay, essential what, tools. What can you not live without? Give me the five tools you cannot live without. Uh, five tools I can't live without. Uh, well, so <laughs> some of them are going to be my own, unfortunately, uh, not to self-promote, but uh, tools that I use like almost every day um, are, you know, I use the rank tracker on Amazon to see how I'm doing. Um, traffic Titan, I used to spin up my offsite traffic campaigns for ranking. Um, what I've been, I've been uh, doing a lot of like trial and testing and, and things with um, PBC. And what's funny is, so I built Pandora, right, Amy, that's one of your favorite tools. But yes. what's funny is I haven't used it that much. You know, I used it, but like not a ton, uh, which is a little embarrassing to admit. And like uh, a month or two ago, I was building some new PVC campaigns and I started using Pandora and I was like, holy shit, this is an amazing tool. <laughs> like, I didn't realize like how good it was uh, until I, you know, I started using it more and more and more. Um, and and for people, those of you who are listening, who are wondering what the heck is Andy talking about? He has a suite of tools inside of seller SEO. And, um, you know, so his rank tracker just keeps track of ranks of your products. Andy, why is it important to keep track of your, pro your product ranks on Amazon? Yeah. So a lot of people, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, having a, a, like QuickBooks for your business. It's the same thing. You need to have data. You need to track your progress. Otherwise you don't know how you're doing. So, you know, the reason why you want to track your keyword ranks is, you know, say you got a water bottle uh, and it's a dual insulated blue water bottle. Uh, you want to make sure that you're tracking, you know, if you're promoting, uh, you know, whether it's two-step URLs or however you're doing it, uh, if you're promoting uh, or trying to rank for, uh, you know, blue, blue dual insulated water bottle, you want to track that keyword on Amazon to know that, you know, every day that you're making a little bit of progress, that rank is going up. If you're not tracking that, then you're just wasting your ad dollars. Um, so instead of only tracking your PPC and going, is my PPC working? Yep. You could be tracking your ranks for that specific keyword and going, oh my goodness, I'm actually making progress by bidding on this keyword and, you know, having good ad placement. Uh, I'm moving up the ranks for this particular keyword. Okay. Very interesting. And then Andy mentioned, um, you know, for his PPC campaign, taking care of that, but Pandora is a tool that basically takes your competitors keywords, right? So yeah. why reinvent the wheel when you can just take competitor products, keywords that they're bidding on, and then you can try that for your own products, right? Yeah, what's kind of cool. And, and like the theory behind seller SEO. So there's, you know, there's a million other tools out there. Um, the reason I built seller SEO though, is I felt like it was too many steps, you know, like all the other tools you have to do, like do your keyword research, then you have to port it over to your, you know, keyword tool. Then you have, like, there's so many different st steps just to get like one process done. So seller SEO was just, it's trying to streamline all that. And, you know, and it's built so that, you know, even if you're a brand new seller or an experienced seller, um, you know, the tools are, are made to give you some really great results without having to know a ton. Um, that being said, so Pandora, you know, what's different about that tool is you can just put in a keyword rather than like most, um, you know, uh, reverse ASIN, they want you to put in like, uh, or mo most reverse, um, uh, competitor tools want you to put in ASINs, right? So you can do that with our tool, but you can put in a, a main keyword and then we go out and pull all your competitors for you and then grab their keywords. So it's like, uh, once again, we're, we're doing so much in the background that we're cutting, uh, you know, a lot of the process, a lot of the work out of it and giving you the best results with like the, the minimum amount of effort. Right. 
So, you know, we have talked about the challenges that you've pushed through with starting or running your business. Uh, we've talked about how, you know, you wish you had, um, you know, been a little more careful with your product selection and sourcing early on and how you wish you would have um, scaled faster by hiring staff early on. Um, and, you know, for new sellers, what would be besides, you know, if you're in college right now, what would be your advice for new sellers? I mean, I know you mentioned watching seller university videos, but that's not going to help them with not picking a commodity product, which we're seeing so much of now, you know, people just picking the product research tools, products. Uh, and nowadays to have that competitive edge, you really need to find a unique product or, you know, a unique edge on a product. So what would be your advice for new sellers that are first getting into this and, and seeing all this information? Because now it's information overload, right? Yeah, absolutely. So a few things. One thing is do, don't use a sourcing tool, at least not in your first step. Like, you know, like we've mentioned many, many times before, that should be like, you can use the, the, that on your last step or to collect data. But using a sourcing tool as your main, um, you know, way to discover products, it's, you're just going to end up with a ton of me too products, uh, like you mentioned, Amy. So, I mean, how we do it these days is um, just discovery, just cruising the internet, looking for cool things. And then, you know, and then actually following the data, looking at Google Trends, looking at Twitter, looking at, uh, you know, Wish, looking at all these different sources and seeing um, you know, where those products are. The other cool thing that a lot of people don't realize is if you find a product that's cool, that's, you know, making money, that's growing, um, you know, you don't necessarily have to like copy that product. You can just go, Oh, that's a cool product, but I can make it better by doing this. So, you know, using uh, iteration to go along with it. Um, you know, that's, that's hugely important. But I mean, the main thing is, is to just look at the data. Um, if you don't want to do the, uh, you know, you know, uh, we call it the, Amy and I call it the rabbit hole, like going down the rabbit hole, which is means you just literally click around on Amazon and all these different sources. Um, you know, go with something you're passionate about and work your way back. You know, if you're, uh, somebody who, you know, is a cyclist, you love, you know, cycling on your bicycle, um, you know, start looking at cycling products and, you know, maybe you find like a flashlight for your, for the bike that, you know, you can come out with and iterate, make it better. Uh, maybe, you know, it's rechargeable or it's got a solar panel on it. So it charges itself while your bike's sitting outside. Like, you know, in other words, you don't want to use the sourcing tools because it's just going to, it's going to point you in a direction that everybody else is going. So you want to, you want to swim away, uh, from, from swim against the, uh, the current when it comes to those sourcing product, uh, tools. And um, I noticed what you mentioned is you don't want to go back to historical data. You want to look for future data, right? You want to look, okay, what's kind of trending? What are people talking about? What kind of products are not on Amazon that are doing well? So, you know, and then, okay, what kind of products are down the rabbit hole on Amazon that are kind of buried in there, but are, you know, hiding out that I can improve upon or, um, so love that. And you said another thing before I interrupted you. Uh, I don't remember actually, but uh, <laughs> the other thing to mention is, is, is that, um, yeah, you, you don't necessarily want to look at, historical data um, when you're coming up with new ideas, but you do want to look at historical data when it comes to like that niche or, uh, yeah. you know, demand or things like that for that. But, um, you know, trying to just look at that, that past data, you're going to run, once again, run into what everybody else is doing. So for, um, for yeah. new ideas, you want to look at new data, a kind of trends. And then 
for once you have that idea, then you want to look at historical data to make sure that the yep. historics back up the new idea. Yeah. Right? So that, yeah, Amy, so that's kind of what we talk about in our, in our masterclass, our, our sourcing masterclass is like, mm -hmm. uh, not only, you know, kind of how to find the data, but then to, to work your way through that data in order to come up with, you know, product that's actually going to make you money. You know, that's kind of the, right. the important thing there. Um, so yeah, I think very cool. Did well, we cover everything. Yeah, I think so. Except for what is next. And you have to tell people what your favorite podcast. <laughs> they, they probably already know that, but, um, <laughs> yeah, cause we so, do say that a lot. Right. Um, so, um, uh, so what's next? Um, Amy and I, if you guys don't know yet, we started a, um, an agency for Amazon called digital fire. It's digital fire agency. Uh, we're just uh, starting to uh, spool up now. Uh, so we have an application process. Um, but uh, right now we're just uh, concentrating on PPC because uh, we see that's where the biggest demand is. But at some point we will roll out additional services. Um, so if you apply there, um, you know, tell us what you need help with. Um, uh, at the least, we uh, usually reach out to you guys and give you guys some valuable information about your, uh, we kind of do like a review of your account and kind of give you some, some valuable information back. Um, yeah. You know, even if we, we don't, you, you know, we don't end up working with you because sometimes if you guys are a little too small, just starting out, you might not quite fit into, um, you know, wanting to hire us because your ROI just won't be there. Um, but we will, uh, you know, we, we definitely want to uh, connect with you and figure out how we can help you in the midterm uh, until you grow to that level. Um, but yeah, so that's one thing we're doing. Um, you know, seller SEO still full speed on that. Um, you know, coming up with some, some new and interesting, uh, tools that, uh, you know, we'll hopefully roll out in the near future, um, improving current tools. Um, we actually, I didn't tell you this, Amy, but we, uh, Google just reached out to us recently and might want to partner with us on a, on a, one of the tools, um, on our platform, which is, is kind of cool. So yeah, we got some, we got some interesting stuff, uh, going and, and, uh, and I'm definitely excited for, for all that stuff. Um, you know, podcasts and books. Uh, so of course, Amy and I both are huge fans of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. If you haven't read that yet, I would say it's essential. I'm going to, you know, my kids have already listened to it. My, you know, my, my six-year-old absolutely loves it. Um, we ju I just got done with um, The Richest Man in Babylon, which my son also thoroughly enjoyed because it's very like storytelling. It's a little brutal in some parts. I was like, I hope this doesn't give you nightmares, son. But um, <laughs> really, some really great information there. Um, Podcast, of course, I like uh, Marketing School, uh, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. That's one of my favorites. I listen to that one quite frequently. Uh, some of my other ones, I actually have to pull my phone up here because I have so many. Uh, <laughs> Perpetual Traffic's uh, fantastic. Uh, Inbound Success, uh, The Art of Paid Traffic. Uh, I'll listen to Gary V once in a while, uh, but usually I just like to consume his quick little clips, um, you know, because uh, his. if you listen to a lot of his stuff, it's very similar. So it's you know, I mean, he definitely drops some, some new stuff once in a while, but, uh, you know, he, it, it's nice to, um, to get those little, uh, snippets from him. Uh, that's about it. Um, yeah, some All other, right. I mean, I listen to a, a few other Amazon podcasts once in a while, like, uh, like seller sessions is a really good one. Um, uh, let's see the other ones are like SAS related, like how I built this is a great one. Um, and then the uh, marketing uh, secrets uh, with, uh, I can't remember his name, uh, Russell Brunson. Oh yeah, that is a good one. Yep. Um, <laughs> books wise, I'm trying to think of any really, uh, one of my favorite books early on 
uh, was called Art of the Starts, and it was Guy Kiyosaki, not to be confused with Robert Kiyosaki. He was a, one of the earliest or a very early Apple employee. Um, I actually met him in person. He was a little bit rude to me, but he still wrote a great book. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can't think Art of any. Art of the Start. Art of the Start. I will definitely have to add yeah. that in there. Very yep. good. And then another suggestion I got. Ah, look at my. Your desk is like raising up on its own. Andy has a standing desk. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like a rocket. Um, right, yeah. So here it comes down. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have the uh, lock button on. Fun, fun. Um, so another book suggestion I got uh, today, which uh, is really, I'm really looking forward to, and I'll pass that along uh, to you as well, is it's called 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. Uh, so I'm really excited to check that one out. Um, but yeah, so I think, I think that's it, Amy. Awesome. Well, we learned so much about you today, Andy. And of course you gave us more tips of gold. Uh, you know, we love those during all of these podcasts. So, uh, thank you so much for telling us your story and, uh, and you know, we might have to ask you again in five years if we're still doing the podcast. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, thank you. And uh, as usual, we'll stay f uh, afterwards for extra innings. I can do that for a little bit. Uh, Amy might have to go and eat. She looks hungry. Um, <laughs> uh, but besides that, guys, um, you know, once again, if you guys can uh, subscribe, rate, review the podcast, really, really appreciate it. It continues to grow. We continue to get great feedback. Um, and we really, really appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, it, it, it drives us to read those reviews. Some of them are amazing. I think we might have to start calling them out, Amy, like reading out uh, the reviews and, and who left them just to thank them. Cause there's, there's been some really great ones. So thank you so much guys. Definitely. Uh, besides that. Yeah. Be in touch with us. Um, you know, Amy's group, amazing at home, mine, uh, Amazon FBA Titans. Uh, we're always in there, always, you know, fairly active wanting to, uh, you know, help you guys answer questions, kind of, you know, see how your journey goes. Um, you know, we're, we're there to help you guys out. Really, uh, enjoy interacting with you guys there. Um, reach out to us if you have any ideas for guests or topics that you want us to cover. Uh, we're always looking for, for new stuff there. And yeah, until next time, we will see you later. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, SellerSEO.com and AmazingAtHome.com.